A good rainy afternoon, rocks and roots, friends, family, loved ones, even though our loved ones don't listen. <laughs> our, our loved ones listen once or twice and I got in trouble. <laughs> yeah, uh, welcome. Uh, we apologize profusely for the background noise. Your usual background <laughs> noise coming back from a hike is traffic, but now you get traffic along with some moderate to heavy rain. Use it as ASMR. I don't know how soothing our voices are, but like put the song, crank the volume up. I don't know, my use... laugh sounds like a cackle. I don't fucking <laughs> Use the rain <laughs> to put you to sleep. So we are returning. I am in a moderate amount of soreness. <laughs> we are returning, as we mentioned in our previous episode, if you release these in order, tumble, I don't know. Uh, we, our goal today, was Iroquois, Algonquin, and Wright in the Adirondacks. We are returning, having accomplished most of that. We did Algonquin and Wright. Indeedy do. So, of course, this all starts with a dollar and a dream about a week prior saying, all right, we have a day off. What do you want to do? So... It was my turn to pick the mountains for the weekend, so I said, well, let's keep an eye on the weather. I really want to do the McIntyre range before everything ices over. And keeping an eye out, keeping an eye out, rain looked likely, so we had initially changed our plans to go biking in western Pennsylvania. Which we will do eventually and do a podcast on it. That's going to be a really cool Yes. So, we had agreed to this, I think, on Sunday or Monday. Crank had canceled the hotel for the night before, and we were ready to go to go to uh, Pennsylvania. But turns out, as the week uh, wore on, the uh, forecast changed once again. And it looked like Friday was going to be a nice, warm, yet overcast day. With rain starting in the late afternoon. Which mostly was the case in the Adirondacks. That's right. So yesterday we drove out here, um, checked off another crappy motel in the Lake George area. It was area. a good motel. Come on. It, it was all right. It was um, better than the last one. Yes, it was. All right. So Super 8 by Wyndham in what town was that? This was north of the town of Lake George. I'm not sure what the town's Exit name was. Exit 23 off of the highway. Yeah. Heading up to that area. Um, good in a pinch. Cheap enough. Woke up at... I woke up at 1.30. Did my breakfast. Uh, biscuits and gravy in the parking lot. And we were... I initially woke up to a phone. Not going off. The alarm didn't go off. Phone Crank the didn't say shit to wake me up. The phone went against the wall today. <laughs> I didn't sleep at all last night. I was tossing and turning, and I had my phone next to me for when the alarm went off. I could hit it immediately so as to not wake you up. But yeah. in my tossing and turning, the blankets launched it across the road <laughs> against the wall. Oh, goodness. So, yeah. Um, I, I, I leisurely got up at 2 to be ready by 2.30 and I was <laughs> and 
we were off because it took about an hour and a half to get to the trailhead this morning at the Adirondack Lodge. Yep. Um, again, procedural stuff. If you are leaving early, which you should, we arrive there at 4 a.m. There is no one at the gatehouse. Bring your cash, fill out the envelope, put the envelope with the cash in the box, and then you get your parking permit sticker thing. Um, moon was absolutely gorgeous. Oh, this yeah, morning. that was wild this morning, wasn't it? I will post the pictures. The moon had like a ring around it. Um, not a lot of stars, but a really awesome. Yeah, it was a bit hazy this morning, um, which I guess accounts for the strange ring around the moon. It wasn't like close even around the moon. It was, what would you say? Like, far out, but yes. it was definitely surrounding the moon. I have to look up to see what that all is. It has to do with the upcoming weather, I'm sure, but anywho, we started our day about quarter after four, and we start, like, we start any Adirondack Lodge hike lately. We start on the Van Hovenberg Trail on the uh, Appalachian Mountain Club. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful trails. No, I will... No rocks. I will be um, posting a lot of this on TikTok, but we tried something unique today. Mm -hmm. You have a 1973 guidebook to the Adirondacks. Yes. So after Tony Montana said that, I'm like, oh, that sounds pretty cool because he was gifted uh, an early 70s uh, high peak Adirondack book. And I'm like, oh, you know, that sounds pretty interesting, uh, being history people. So let's see how much one of these books goes for. And I got it for $7. That's outstanding. Yeah. So it is, there are many editions because the first edition was published in 1934. And trying to find that edition online is like like a needle in the haystack. The, the ones I kept, could find are between $300 and $400. But what you can find online, and this is what my thing is that I'm super fascinated with, is you can find an 1880 guide to the Adirondack Mountains with lots of stories and anecdotes and illustrations. I will post the link. So last night, um, we were attempting in the 1880 book to find Iroquois and Algonquin and they're not there. Indian Head mm-hmm. and Clinton are there. Turns out... Indian Head is still today. They're today. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was... Clinton is not. Clinton is not. Thank you. Clinton uh, was Mount Mar... Is... It was Iroquois or Algonquin? Mount Marshall. Oh, okay. Yep. So, yeah... The way it goes, if you're going from north to south in terms of the McIntyre range, you hit right first, and then you hit Algonquin, and then you hit Iroquois, and then I guess the the range does break at that point, but the mountain just due south of Iroquois is Mount Marshall, which was called Mount Mount Clinton, Clinton, named after Governor DeWitt DeWitt Clinton. Um, And I... Lovin, I forget his first name, but uh, we were reading about him. He 
was a major contributor to this guide. He did a lot of the surveying for the peaks originally, and he decided to rename some of the peaks um, and rename Iroquois and Algonquin after the Iroquois and Algonquin tribes because he had a fascination. Um, so his initial survey, he did not name them after the tribes, but then in 1880, he did. So I thought that that was pretty cool. Yeah, um, the Algonquins were run out of town basically by the Iroquois Nation. They were one of the group of tribes that banded together starting in the 18th century, uh, political ties, you know, everyone has them. So, um, yeah, the Algonquins were run out. They were a much smaller tribe and that they couldn't win with the feistiness of the Iroquois nation. Awesome. So we were using your 1973 guidebook on trail. Uh, we started out on the Van Hovenberg trail, just like every other hike from the lodge um it's a gorgeous trail in that section you cross the stream over the little bridge uh where this differs though the first split onto the algonquin algonquin trail your guidebook said it was like half a mile oh god yeah uh, i i i thought it would be fun to try to follow uh, landmarks posted that were posted in this guidebook From so 50 years ago yeah well <laughs> I was hopeful. Uh, but they had mile markers. So at point three three miles, there is a sign. No, there was not. At point seven five miles, there is the, the, the junction where you take the Algonquin Trail. No, that was at about a mile. Yep. Um, so the it entire time... there was time, another trail there that's no longer there. Yeah, the entire time. I said, ah, too bad. But it was fun reading about it. So, after a mile, you split and you head onto the Algonquin Trail. So there's an asshole truck passing me. It is Fuck raining you. very heavily. Um, no hydroplane in the I hope it. that this guy does not hydroplane and fuck up our trip home. Oh, that's true. Um, so Don't hydroplane. <laughs> so I take that back. <laughs> on the Algonquin Trail... It get, it's fine. I, I say it would be fine. Now, mind you, we started at 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so, it was dark. And we were very hyper-focused following our, our lamps and the ground and our steps. So, we don't remember shit coming back. But, from what I remember, that second mile was actually yep. very nice. Yep. Not a problem at all. Um, it's... The elevation starts to increase around mile two. Um, again, nothing too bad. I remember just cruising through it. We did take Tony Montana's advice, and I hiked with just a t-shirt, just a um, moisture-wicking t-shirt, and I was absolutely fine. So thank you, Tony. Yes, I, I was a bit skeptical. I, I'm, I'm slowly learning. I didn't start out with my huge-ass jacket. Um, I did have just a base layer on. And, yeah, it works better. Yeah. It's contrary to everything I was taught in Boy Scouts, and but it works. So, uh, you come across McIntyre Falls, which we did not see in the dark, but <laughs> it sounded really cool. And then that's where shit starts to get real. 
Um, oh God. The the trail disintegrates. Our least favorite trail is Phelps because it's in such horrible condition. So anytime there is a rough trail in the Adirondacks, we're like, oh, this is just like Phelps. Yep, yep, yep. Phelps set the stage for all the shitty trails <laughs> ever. It is the base. Uh, what is it? The um, benchmark. The benchmark, benchmark. Yes. The benchmark trail for all shitty trails that we come across. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the elevation increases fairly dramatically as the trail disintegrates and just becomes boulder fields and rather unpleasant. But again, I have no issues going up. I'm like a mountain goat. Um, I was doing fine. I was loving it. But I was like, I am apprehensive about returning on this. And we hadn't even gotten to the fun stuff yet. And for once, I, I didn't self-sabotage today. Um, so I wanted to do this range. It's been on my bucket list. So it's like, I'm looking forward to this. I know it's going to be up, 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 up. And, uh, well, we're just going to deal with it and have fun. Which is fantastic. Yes. Um, you did really well today. Thank you. So how far? Like two and a half-ish, maybe? Until Not what? Not quite until... Uh, you start getting those slides and the, the icy oh, foot. Oh, thank God. Thank God we chose today yep. to get up there. Because after tonight, all rain tonight, all rain tomorrow morning, and then it clears out. But after tomorrow, the temperature drops dramatically. It was about 55 degrees as we started out this morning. And of course, there's next to no, well, there's no snow, and there's next to no ice. But you know, as you get up in elevation, it gets. Oh, cooler. I'm sorry to interrupt. You, we came across the junction for right at about three, two, three. Oh, that came three. first. That's right. Yep. Yes, let's backtrack a little bit. Um, so there's a mile of the Appalachian Mountain Club Trail, and then you get to the junction where you either go left towards Mount Marcy or you go straight towards Algonquin and Right Peak. 2.6 from that junction, you hit the turnoff for Right Peak, and it's 0.4 to the summit. We decided to do Algonquin first and then come back. Okay. And beyond that, we started going up Algonquin. And the fun begins. And the fun begins. Like I said, thank God we didn't go. We we went today. <laughs> thank God we went today. So there was a hurry. This is where your guidebook was useful because this is not going to be on all trails or anything else. There was a hurricane in the 50s, and its effects can be still can still be seen today because there are a series of slides going up to the summit of Algonquin, like legit slides at a 35 to 40 degree angle, complete, not completely, but largely covered with ice. We dodged, we were able to dodge the ice and find the dry not not dry but not icy patches on the rock yeah um i will post pictures it doesn't do it justice it looks flat but it was it was steep and there was a lot of it uh and it was very sketchy it was fun i loved it but it was mentally and physically taxing yeah um a lot of times you are two hands two feet doing a spider crawl going up and then picking your lines very, very carefully because where there was ice, it was complete sheets and you're falling immediately and tumbling down. Yeah. 
So oh. beware. Beware. If you want to go in the fall, pack everything. Which we did. Yes, we packed everything. We don't know what the temps are going to be. We don't know the conditions at the peaks. So I would rather be over-prepared than under. Bring spikes, bring chains, bring everything. We ended up not needing spikes. There were enough patches of rocks, but that's not going to be the case after tomorrow. After tomorrow, those slides are going to be complete sheets of ice. I don't know if micro spikes will be enough. You may need crampons. Uh, yeah, you might as well just wait until snow starts. Yep, and then once you get three, four feet of snow, then you can just use snowshoes and be fine. Yeah. So, um, very steep. Lots of little ledges and plateaus and then it goes up again uh, until you break tree line and then we were in Scotland um, <laughs> we were either in the Scottish Highlands the Yorkshire Moors or the Peak District all in, in all in the United Kingdom uh, because it was clear on the ground. Yep. It remained clear on the ground until the rain started this afternoon, but these mountains make their own weather. And we were walking through a cloud. Yes. And then the wind. wind. Yeah. Um, it wasn't too bad immediately after treeline. There was still enough shelf and enough mountain to block the majority of the wind. It is a very steep, fairly scrambly final ascent up to Algonquin, follow the Cairns. 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 At least the ones that aren't knocked over by idiots. Yeah. Um, in, in that respect, I know people, it's a hot topic, Cairns. A lot of the um, climate people, a lot of the nature, leave nature alone people, I mean, we're kind of like that too, but like, don't make Cairns just knock them over. But in, in this respect, you need the cairns above treeline, especially in the winter time, because you're not going to see any blazes. And they were helpful to us today because we were walking through a cloud in high wind. Visibility was down. Um, was visibility was fairly low. They were helpful. What's the um? Uh, you probably don't know, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. Okay. What's that um? wonderful piece of 19th century literature uh takes place in the yorkshire moors it's very depressing because it's 19th century english literature yeah i don't know okay um i i'll 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 remember in like six hours okay yes that happened with uh vernal falls today (laughs) (laughs) because we were talking about um I, I was telling a story and we were talking about our Yosemite trip in the falls and we remembered um, Nevada Falls but neither one of us could remember Vernal Falls and then like eight hours later sitting at McIntyre Falls when I was looking at the falls I'm like Vernal! Fucking Vernal Falls! Questions you asked answered a day later. <laughs> so once we summited Uh, We were dealing with 50-mile-an-hour gusts, no visibility, literally inside a cloud, which was kind of cool. Yeah, it was. I also thought it was awesome because it was... Withering heights! Good job. Thank you. Okay. See? That's exactly what happens. I feel better now. It's like a fart you hold in for so long. (laughs) Ah, relief. Uh, I'm glad our audience got to answer that question. (laughs) 
<laughs> so we most likely were the two highest elevation people in the state of New York today. Thank you for putting elevation in there. Yes. <laughs> Again. That would not have been a good idea, by the way. Don't get high on the mountain. No. No. That's a bad thing. Don't do that. Uh, there were so few people on this trail and we started so early. I highly doubt anyone was. We had the entire ascent to ourselves. Yeah. So I highly doubt anyone was on Marcy, which means that we were the two tallest people in New York again, which makes me feel good for some reason. I don't know. That's right, bitches. Uh, Crank just became governor. I'm lieutenant governor. <laughs> we win. Um, we're, we're repealing cashless bail immediately. <laughs> Stop and frisk his back. Um, even though it's unconstitutional. Oh my god. So, I decided I made kind of an executive decision. You had suggested it I before. did, and you were like, Iroquois. I'm like, okay, whatever. Let's do it. So, Tombo's suggestion going up was if it doesn't look good up there, or if we're too tired, we're not feeling it, we will summit Algonquin and then come down and do right, right. and we'll orphan Iroquois, and that'll be fine. Uh, I said, no, we should try to make it, and then when I got I up said, there... I said, alright, sure, whatever. When I got up there, I was like, oh, uh, no. yeah, you were right, we're leaving. <laughs> and little did we know at the time that that was basically a Caribbean island compared to right. Yep. <laughs> so we slowly made our way back down. This is where Tumbles does way better out of the two of us on hey, the descents. So thank you for not abandoning me. I did not return that favor later on. No, because I'm nice. Um... <laughs> So, heading down slowly, carefully, and then getting back to the slides, we were even more slow and more Ugh. cautious. Um, now, can I just say, it took us four hours to go up four miles. Yep. Again. Again. Uh, a lot of that ice had melted. There was still ice, but it was a lot thinner, so we could break it up and kind of create our own path. Yeah, thank God. We did see two people that we were annoyed with mm -hmm. who were um, going off into the moss. Yeah, not even trying. Yeah. So don't do that. Um, you did that on Giant, but it was... That was all ice. Yeah, it was treacherous. We went up that way and yeah. we knew yeah. what it was. These people weren't even trying. So don't do that. Stick to the trail whenever possible, even if it's difficult. Um, so yeah, we slowly made our way back down, and we made it to the junction for right. And I said, let's stash our stuff. Um, take the phone, wallet, keys, and jackets, and head up to right. It's only four-tenths of a mile. And then head back down. And you... We're talking about it. So this is my fault. Yeah, it is your fault. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just throw it out there. It's my fault. I I had been prepping by watching all of our favorite YouTubers, uh, Adirondack YouTubers, doing um, the McIntyre range. And uh, the one from Brian Hikes all day. Oh, we, we were laughing our Yeah, we saw ass. that one together. Yes. But I was watching the one with um, Jonathan Zaharik. Because he did it in the summer of 2019. So I was like, 
all right, I want to see a, a non-icy, non-snowy one. So, of course, he does it like he's a gazelle. And then he gets down to right, and he's like, four-tenths of a mile. I could do that in 13 minutes. And, yeah, it was like 13 plus. So she's telling me this story, and I was like, all right, well, I'll compare myself to Jonathan Saharic. And I wanted, I, to, I wanted to time myself to see how I would do. Yes. Not running, because... No, just normal pace going up four tenths of a mile. So I am really, um, I climb very easily and I enjoy it. So I started sprinting up this thing. Um, bye. (laughs) Yes. So out of earshot, out of sight, which we normally don't do. And then I realized, oh, I am completely by myself. I'm about to break tree line. I should stop very glad that I did. Yeah. Um, I said I, I could be like nearly dead in a ditch, and this one is, is hopping rocks, trying to trying to beat Jonathan Zaharik's time. <laughs> okay. So I finally catch up to this one, and he's he's at the wall. Yeah. The head wall. The head you wall. Break tree line. Yeah. And that, thank God. So we we end up, you know, going over together, going up, going up the uh, the rest of right, which was an experience. Fifty mile an hour sustained winds, not gusts, sustained winds. Um, constantly getting blown, not over, but thank God, it was it was dicey. We couldn't hear each other. What? Um, yeah. I stayed within um, visual range and kept looking back. Yep. So once I got the thumbs up, I was like, "All right, we're still doing this." Because I wasn't sure if you were still gonna do it. Oh, I was. I, we were practically there. That would have been a tease and a half. Yeah. I said no, no, no. We're gonna make it. <laughs> All right. So as I kept getting the thumbs up, so kept pushing. Um, on the way up, I found a little crevasse um, where a section where the rocks. If you sat down, the rocks blocked the wind, so we took a break there for a second and then continued up. We could not stay on, on the, the top. I We almost were blown over and blown off. Quite literally. Uh, I mean, that says something. My poles would have flown. Yes, if we let go, yes. Yeah, the poles would have been gone. Um, it so, was inside of a hurricane because you couldn't see shit. It yeah, was, that um, was wild. Complete whiteout. No views and 50 mile an hour winds. It was being inside of a hurricane. I mean, Algonquin is, well, along with Whiteface, I just remember Algonquin being notorious in, no, I'm sorry, that's right. But I guess the range being pretty notorious because there was another Jonathan Zaharic video of him doing Algonquin in the winter. And at that point in time, it was like it was today, but naturally about 50 degrees colder, if not more, um, with snow and everything. Uh, I, I can't imagine. He said it was colder up there than it anywhere else in the country. Yeah. With the winds. It was negative 60. Jeez. Negative 60. Jesus. With the wind. Um, maybe the only place that compares, at least on the... E- 
No, that compares in the country would be Mount Washington. Mount Washington, right. Um, wow. Yeah. So... We, yeah, we couldn't stay on the top of right. <laughs> basically, it was here, okay, goodbye. Yeah. Yep, um, yep, yep. You found another crevasse just before heading, like, right two steps down from the summit. Yep. So that was a hilarious... Like, <laughs> I was like, this is wild. I can't see shit. So we hung out there for a tiny bit and then uh, made our way back down. You did, again, you always do better with that than I did. I was scrambling um, on my ass, like doing spider walks, and then I would pop up and I would walk or jog for a couple steps and then go back down on my ass. And like every time I turned around, you were just on your feet, just pushing against the wind. I was like, shit. Um, so I was impressed. <laughs> oh, thanks. So we got back to the junction for right. Uh, picked up our stuff. And then the next, like, mile and a half was pure torture. Yep. Going down. Because uh, it's boulder. It's a boulder field going all the way down. So you're definitely feeling your knees and your ankles and your calves and your pride. Yeah. Um... Our, our time was not good. No. So, the uh, got back to McIntyre Falls. The water was phenomenal. Tastes delicious. Um, so, put on the Sawyer Squeeze. Filled up. Emptied out my three liters of water that I had brought from home. And uh, continued back down. All the way back down to the lodge. Yeah. Um... And the trail, obviously, once you get that two miles out from the lodge, uh, that trail is absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So, final stats. I don't have exactly in front of me, but I know that it took us over eight hours to do eight miles. And the elevation change was probably around um, 4,000 4, to... 4,100, somewhere in there. Yep. Just the elevation change. Yeah. What is the actual elevation of Algonquin? El- actual elevation of Algonquin is 5,104. It is the second highest mountain in the state of New York. Uh, right Peak is stands at 4,508. It is, I believe, number 16 in the list. So on our journey, we have completed 10. Woo! Double digits, baby. <laughs> we have a long way to go, but in the last two months, we've done three, which is not a lot, but for us, that's better than we've done in a couple of years. So yes. I'm quite happy. Yes, indeed. Um, do we have anything else that we should mention? Oh, oh. we tried to go to White's Tex-Mex for lunch. Yes. And it smelled absolutely fucking amazing, but it had no seating. So just, if you want to go to the Tex-Mex spot in Lake Placid, just know it's takeout only. Yeah, I'm sure our audience also watches Jonathan's Harrick videos, and they were sponsoring him for a while. (laughs) So we're like, we should go there, and then we should ask if they know Jonathan, and it's takeout only. And I was like, nope, I want to sit down. Yes. Um, Which you might have preferred the takeout in the car, because the bartender at oh. the Lake Placid Brewery was very chatty. Nice guy. If you get to the Lake Placid Brewery, it's the year 2022 in November. <laughs> uh, his name is John. He's a nice guy. Uh, he'll t- 
suck your ear off and he'll try to sell you a t-shirt. Um, but the wings and nachos were delicious. Yes. Expensive, but delicious. Yeah. Um, the balsam fur up top, um, towards, obviously, below the alpine zone, but, um, scan some balsam fur with picture this. They are sick because, uh, this is what drives me absolutely nuts about the state of New York. They have all of these amazing trails that... Department of Environmental Conservation in New York does not maintain or care for, so there's no drainage, and you're walking, A, you're walking through mud and streams, and B, it's not good for the trees, because water brings fungus, fungus kills the trees. So, indeed, um, that's what I learned today. Um, yeah, no animals of interest, I mean... The little red squirrels are my favorite things, and then they yell at me because I'm too close to them. And um, saw some turkeys on the road. Yes, we did. Saw but a deer that, on the road. That really doesn't. Not help. dead. <laughs> um, I highly recommend. I am reading um, the Brothers Karamazov by Dostoevsky. I'm listening and reading, so we were talking about that a little bit. We won't get into it, but. That was our trail talk, and I highly recommend it. We are also going to start... We'll have to compare notes because we're going to do this separately. Um, Netflix. Graham Hancock has a oh, yeah. Netflix series. We've talked about Graham Hancock before. Graham Hancock, an English journalist in the 90s, wrote a book called Fingerprints of the Gods. He has a theory that there was a civilization of highly advanced technology and navigation on this planet prior to any civilization that we have recorded in our history and that they were wiped out in a cataclysm um, meteor shower around 12,800 years ago. So he is getting more and more mainstream and accepted to the point where is an eight-part Netflix series called Apocalypse something. Um, so yeah, we will watch it separately, but compare notes and... Not Apocalypse Now. No, not Apocalypse Now. No. So, um, yeah, so check that out, and check out his most recent appearances on the Joe Rogan Show, which we are going to do in a couple minutes, possibly. And that's that's all I have. It was, a. Uh, I feel oh, we very did, accomplished. We did, we did complain about something. What did we complain about? Um, that no four-year-old could do this. Oh, yeah! Okay. Yes. But wait, folks. There's, There's just a little bit more. So, um, I have... We mentioned this before. Mentioned? It was like a half-hour rant. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, during the giant episode, this was the rant. At the end. And I was willing to give the benefit of the doubt. There is a four-year-old um, who is supposedly has completed... Her 46 peaks and was um, the father goes on podcast because you can't get a four-year-old to maintain their attention for a podcast. That's fine. Um, after doing this, after doing three quarters of the McIntyre range today, I am highly skeptical that a four-year-old was able to do that. I don't care if they had a bluebird day and stopped and camped every 
three miles. Like, it just... These boulders... There's no way a four-year-old is getting up and over them. It's just not happening. So, I am now even... I was willing to give the benefit of the doubt the last time we talked about this, but I am extremely skeptical at this point. Alright. So, leave a comment. What do you think? Can a four-year-old climb boulders? <laughs> Can a four-year-old do the McIntyre range? Um, I don't know. So. Alright, well, that, that, that's all the news that, that's fit to print. Um, it's still raining. Um, and it's getting dark. Yeah, it is getting dark. Ugh. We have about two hours to go. Ugh. Almost home. Uh, anyway, so... Love us and like us on the gram. Rocks underscore and underscore roots underscore pod. Crank always posts on the gram. He always posts, posts on the TikToks as well. He documented our whole time on trail today. So I will be posting snippets here and there. That's right. Um, other than that, like, also, we have a website. No, we don't. I lied. No, we don't. We have an email. We yes. do have an email. We don't have a website. Um, which is the same name at Gmail. Um, we have a buy me a coffee if you'd like to help us out. If you love our shit, give us, buy us a coffee. We have upcoming guests on the 30th. We oh, are yeah. interviewing Greg Calabrese from, um, Raven Guides in the Catskills. He completed his Catskill 9, which we are curious about, and we just want to update because there's things we didn't get to talk to him about in the first time we spoke to him. That is correct. So that'll be a follow-up. I have been watching IB Tat's um, Scottish National Trail series on YouTube. He's putting out one every day. They're phenomenal. Uh, we I've been back and forth with him will be on in the coming weeks. He wants to let the series be completely released on YouTube before he comes on and talks to us. So look forward to those two awesome guests. Alright. Well friends, we've kept you long enough. Thanks for listening. As always, ciao.